Flutterings low from his fair cheek and brow of pride. Now, oft these mountains feel the shine of such a day, as fading then cast from its fount of gold divine a last smile on the heathery plain, and kissed the far-off peaks of snow, that gleaming on the horizon shone as if in summer's warmest glow stern winter claimed a loftier throne. And there he lay among the bloom, his red blood dye a deeper hue, shuddering to feel the ghostly gloom that coming death around him threw. Sickening to think one hour would sever the sweet, sweet world and him forever, to think the twilight gathering dim would never pass away to him. No, never more. That awful thought a thousand dreary feelings brought, and memory all her powers combined and rushed upon his fainting mind. Wide, swelling woodland seemed to rise beneath soft, sunny southern skies. Old Elba Hall, his noble home, towered mid its trees whose foliage green rustled with the kind airs that come from summer heavens when most serene, and bursting through the leafy shade a gush of golden sunshine played, bathing the walls in amber light and sparkling in the water clear that stretched below, reflected bright the whole wide world of cloudless air. And still before his spirit's eye such well-known scenes would rise and fly till, maddening with despair and pain, he turned his dying face to me and wildly cried, Oh, once again, might I my native country see, but once again, one single day, and must it, can it never be, to die and die so far away, when life has hardly smiled for me? Augusta, you will soon return back to that land in health and bloom, and then the heath alone will mourn, above my unremembered tomb. For you'll forget the lonely grave And mouldering corpse by Elnor's wave. Faith and Despondency The winter wind is loud and wild. Come close to me, my darling child. Forsake thy books and mateless play, And while the night is gathering grey, We'll talk its pensive hours away. Irony Round our sheltered hall, November's gusts unheeded call. Not one faint breath can enter here enough to wave my daughter's hair, and I'm glad to watch the blaze glance from her eyes with mimic rays, to feel her cheek so softly pressed in happy quiet on my breast. But yet, even this tranquility brings bitter restless thoughts to me. And in the red fire's cheerful glow, I think of deep glens blocked with snow. I dream of moor and misty hill, where evening closes dark and chill. For lone, among the mountains cold, lie those that I have loved of old. And my heart aches in hopeless pain, exhausted with repinings vain, that I shall greet them ne'er again. Father, in early infancy, when you were far beyond the sea, such thoughts were tyrants over me. I often sat for hours together through the long nights of angry weather, raised on my pillow to descry the dim moon struggling in the sky, 
or with strained ear to catch the shock of rock with wave and wave with rock, so would I fearful vigil keep, and all for listening, never sleep. But this world's life has much to dread, not so my father with the dead. Oh, not for them should we despair. The grave is drear, but they're not there. Their dust is mingled with the sod. Their happy souls are gone to God. You told me this, and yet you sigh and murmur that your friends must die. Ah, oh, my dear father, tell me why. For if your former words were true, how useless would such sorrow be? As wise to mourn the seed which grew unnoticed on its parent tree, because it fell in fertile earth and sprang up to a glorious birth, struck deep its root and lifted high its green boughs in the breezy sky. But I'll not fear.